Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, Red Reaction Show, coming to you live tonight, 610 Sports Radio, Nick Price, Dusty Likens, again, not my show, it's yours, that's just what we call this thing, you get to call in, you tell me how you're feeling, you just listen to Jay Binkley and Therese Paler talk for an hour, I know those guys get you juiced up, it's Monday night, you're an armchair quarterback, you just watch the Chiefs beat the Broncos again, same story, different year. Kind of nice. When the Broncos beat the Chiefs all those years, so many times, John Elway, fourth quarter, no time left. Take it easy, Binkley. Be easy. Jay Binkley, Therese Paler, every Monday night, 7 to 8 o'clock, 610 Sports Radio. Again, the number to the Red Reaction Show, 913-576-7610. If you don't like calling, I get it. New day. You can text Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line, 913-576-7610. I'm Dusty Likens, your host tonight. With you after the Chiefs win once again. It was fun to talk about that, but then you just saw or you heard or maybe you're on your cell phone or you're checking fantasy football and you notice that the Chiefs just got some help from a former friend and quarterback, Alex Smith. The Washington football team did beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are now 11-1. There's a lot of complications that go into that. We'll get into that message that is being I don't know. It's a little bit more clear now of what the number one seed can hold. Um, but let's react to this game first. The thing that's crazy about the Chiefs and Broncos is once again, the Chiefs beat the Denver Broncos. The, the matchup is just too much for one side, even though that wasn't like the most dominating game, but it was just a game in which Denver tried. And they tried and it just, they ran out of tries. Like they tried to run the ball in the first quarter and take it out of Mahomes' hands. They tried to bring in pressure on Mahomes and the arm angles were different. Now it was kind of annoying seeing how many swatted balls there were. I know that's probably a drop for, for Wachowski, but uh, 
it was interesting to see how that game played out because it wasn't like a dominating game by the Chiefs. And Lance, we'll get to you as the first caller tonight on the Red Reaction Show. Welcome to the show, Lance. Go ahead. Hey, I'm fired up, man. It's just like you trying to play your older brother or cousin, and man, you know you can't beat him, but you're still going to give it an all-out effort. <laughs> and boy, they almost let you get the game-winning layup, and then you know what? You bricked it, and they rubbed your head and said, hey, little bro, better luck next time. That's how I feel about it. Tell me how you feel about it. I'm off the air. Thanks for the call, Lance. Again, Lance gets it. 913-576-7610. Not my show, it's yours. You call in, you guide where we go. Nick Price and I will banter back and forth, but that's the reaction that we're kind of looking for. I'll dive in a little bit later in the show because I feel like we're still, I say we as a fan base of people and what you see on Twitter and what you hear on phone calls or what you see on the internet, I don't think everybody's fully satisfied yet. But again, the Chiefs beat Denver, and I think the biggest thing that it speaks is Denver's not an issue for the Chiefs moving forward for at least two to three more years. Yeah, not for a while. I mean, I think the Chargers are kind of the same way. The Chargers are definitely going to be in a little bit of a rebuild here, but I agree with Lance there. It's kind of like that big brother, little brother thing, and you know, I've gotten used to that when it comes to like KU and K-State and college basketball and football, but when you're playing teams all the time, you know, we've seen the Raiders this year be able to come out there and actually put together a good game plan and they beat the Chiefs once, almost beat them a second time. The Broncos, they had a pretty good game plan last night. I mean, defensively, that that scheme was pretty good. It was slowing the Chiefs down. It was frustrating them down by the goal line. But at the end of the day, Big Bro is going to turn it on, and he's just going to take the game from you because that's what he does. It's crazy, too, because when you think about um, when you think about that game, like Drew Locke, it seems like Drew Locke is still, man, I, okay. I think it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I think, think I so. got to break up with Drew Locke. I, look, I think Drew Locke has potential. Uh, it took a couple years at Missouri to really get it going, and then by the time he was a senior and, and by the end of his junior year, he looked like he had really figured it out. Now the NFL is a different beast. You know, it's just so much faster. There's so many more moving parts, and I think they kind of mentioned that in the broadcast last night that he said, or Chris Collinsworth had said that he had an interview with Drew Locke about how he gets this, like how everything is there, but they get to the point quicker. He's recognized it, but they get there quicker. Tyron Matthew absolutely just sat back and just spied Drew Locke's eyes the entire night. They were doing so well with how you're supposed to, like they had the blueprint on how to beat the Chiefs. Like their head coach, he's got it down. Like he knows what to do. They just don't have the part of the car to get it all the way out on the road. They've got everything. They've got the shell of it. They know exactly what they're supposed to do. And this happens to a lot of teams. It's not just Denver. Denver just happens to be a divisional opponent that it's going to take two times a year to see this, how it ends up every time. But they got so close and they had everything down. Like they had Noah Fant working. They had their running game, not really affected, but Melvin Gordon was getting enough yardage at the right time to where you were sitting there. If you're watching the game and you're kind of breaking it down, like I think Nick and I were, you're kind of watching it and you're just like, why do they still have the ball? Like they don't have any points. They're satisfied with kicking field goals. And you look at the Chiefs' point of view, and you're like, man, this is a big night for Butker. Andy Reid knew that he could beat Drew Locke by just kicking field goals. He knew that there was no way around anything else because he didn't need Patrick Mahomes' A game. He didn't need that. Patrick Mahomes still, again, 300-plus yards. Again, we'll get to that a little bit later. 
but it's time to come to realizations that I just don't think Drew Locke can hang in this in, in this division, and he's surely not shown that he can hang as a starting quarterback in the NFL because, I get it, he came around late last year. They had a disaster with Flacco. He got hurt this year. They're missing Cortland Sutton. They've had injuries. It's not the Denver team that they wanted to put on paper. But, I mean, he's got talent on the field, and he's not finding it, and he's doing things where you look at it and you're like, you probably shouldn't be doing this at this point in your career. Yeah, and here's the problem, Dusty, is we've talked about how other teams in the AFC West have been going with offensive-minded coaches trying to keep up with the Chiefs, and the Broncos kind of zigged while everybody else was zagging, and they went defense yeah. with Vic Fangio. And, you know, like I said, last night, Vic Fangio's defensive scheme, it worked. Like, the Chiefs were able to get yards, but they do that all the time. They were able to shut them down at the goal line. So, I mean, that's pretty much... All you can ask for when you're playing the Chiefs from a defensive standpoint. And then I was watching that game last night, Dusty, and I'm looking at, like, Melvin Gordon had a great game. He had 15 carries for 131. Yeah. And then you've got these guys, like you were talking about, Noah Fant, and even, like, Tim Patrick and Hamler and those kind of guys. And Jerry Judy was kind of non-existent. But you got weapons out there. So you'd like to expect, at least, if you're a Denver Broncos fan, that you play that kind of defense and you've got these kind of weapons on offense – that you should be able to win that game. And, I mean, at the end of the day, Drew Locke just didn't really get it done, and he made some rookie mistakes out there, even though he's not a rookie. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's just what I've got to do. I've got to break up with Drew Locke. But to get back to Lance, uh, to your call, I feel good about this win because it's one of those things in which it's another one on the books. You've now beaten Denver twice. You've locked that away. You've clinched a playoff spot. And oh, by the way, Alex Smith does it for the, does it against the Steelers. Chiefs now tied for the best record in the NFL, let alone the ASC. Uh, there's still a 2C, but let's be real. The best team moving forward is the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not even close. Something else, it's not even close. It's not even close to being my show. It's totally yours. Luke, North KC, you're next on the Red Reaction Show. Go ahead, Luke. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Um, you know, like when... Uh, Mahomes took over and, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, Alex taught him for a whole year and then Andy was like, oh, yeah, well, he should buy him a house. I mean, like, after Alex again beat Roethlisberger with, like, half a team and is going to get us probably the first round by, like, Mahomes should at least get him, you know, like, uh, I don't know, something nice. Appreciate the call, Luke. I think there's a friendship. I think there's a bond between those two uh, that goes way beyond just a win against Pittsburgh. I think there's a any time. I mean, it's, it doesn't really happen as much anymore, but a lot last year for sure. And the year before with, with Mahomes, you'd hear in press conferences a lot. You hear him be like, well, you know, I just, you know, I really want to thank, you know, Alex Smith for everything that he's done for me. And like, you know, he just, he helped me out so well. And it is true that, uh, that there is a teaching mechanism that comes with being a quarterback in the NFL. I get it. Not every story is perfect. Like Tom Brady worked out. Now he was behind Drew Bledsoe for quite some time. And he just happened to come out, hit the gates running, move forward. Six Super Bowls later, six Super Bowl rings later, eight total views of the Super Bowl. It's kind of a different story there. Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre. It just worked out perfectly. And when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith, this is where sometimes winning and accolades like that don't really give Alex Smith um, 
really his true, I guess, honorary membership jacket in the Chiefs Hall of Fame because people will remember Alex Smith for turning this franchise around with Andy Reid. You remember where it was before Andy Reid, before Alex Smith. And they would get to the playoffs and they would lose. And you're going to remember that, but you're going to not remember it as hard because of the fact that Mahomes came through. Mahomes is wickedly talented. I'm not going to lie about that. We all know his talents. We know he's probably going to go down as the best quarterback ever because stats project that. That's not just being a homer, bias, whatever. You already can tell where that's going. You hear guys like Therese Paler talk about Patrick Mahomes, and it sounds like a, like a little kid describing his favorite character in a video game. It's like that with everybody. Yahoo Sports writers, Arrowhead Pride writers, Nick Wright on first thing, everything. Everybody talks like that about him. I do. Nick Price does. And he didn't get there with just raw talent. Like, Alex Smith helped him out so much by showing those things because Alex Smith knew how to be a field general. Now, he doesn't have the type of things that where he can go out, roll out, throw it sideways, and collect on those kind of passing yards. That's something that Mahomes just has with God-given talent. But he does that, and he recognizes that, and he built these relationships with these players because Alex Smith is the guy that kind of showed him the way. And Alex Smith tonight against the Steelers improves to 3-1 and one as a starter, coming back from having zero leg, and now he's 3-1 and one with the Washington football team they're, what, 5-7, and seven, knocking on the front door of the best record in the NFC East? And, oh, by the way, it's kind of weird to see that Pittsburgh struggled with Dallas, Pittsburgh struggled with Washington. What does that tell you about Pittsburgh? Dan and KCK, you're next on your show on the Red Reaction Show. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, Dusty. Hi, Nick. I don't care. A win's a win. A win. It wasn't ugly, but the Chiefs got it done. And uh, I didn't, they didn't do a better job. Melvin Gordon, 130 yards. So the Chiefs got to do a better job there. I'm not feeling sorry. Hey, John Elway used to always come back at the old mile high stadium against, against us. So I'm not feeling sorry. 11 straight. So uh, how about Washington? Uh, Alex Smith doing it. I tell you, I saw the documentary, and uh, it was uh, – too much of what he went through about his bacterial leg and uh, being affected. They had almost had to chop, chop it off. So great, great job by the Washington and Pittsburgh needs to take another loss and went out and she's like the number one seed. Let's take care of the Dolphins. Take care of yourself guys. Always love Dan. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Like I hear Dan's voice. I don't get anxiety. No way. Cause if he, like, could you imagine if he slowed down? Then I'd be worried. Then I'd be like, what's going I'd on? I'd be scared. Yeah. Um, we'll wrap this Alex Smith up thing real quick, Nick. Uh, it's a great story. It makes you wonder. You know, he's played Pittsburgh before. He knows that team. He knows Mike Tomlin. They played a really good defense. Pittsburgh has a good defense, and Washington has a good defense. Like, that wasn't the most exciting game. But again, 11-1, and 11-1. Pittsburgh still has like a fingernails inch of advantage over, over the Chiefs. Pittsburgh still plays Buffalo, Cleveland, Baltimore. We'll talk about who the Chiefs play. We'll also talk about the continued magic number that keeps happening uh, every week, and it's been this way since October 10th, 2019. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. Whose take did we steal? You guys stole my take and hung up on me. Spec, please observe. I'm trying to think whose take we took. I don't know. I don't know. Good to have you in tonight on 610 Sports Radio. Red Reaction Show. Dusty Likens, Nick Price. Once again, 
This isn't my show. It's yours. 913-576-7610. Chiefs beat the Broncos for the 11th straight time. Is that what our guy Dan said? Dan and KCK? Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. I like how he always starts off, hey, Nick, hey, Dusty. Hey, Dusty, hey, Nick. It doesn't matter who's first. It does to Nick. Not really. Yeah, a little bit. My name's not on the show, Bumper, so, you know, any little bit of helps. I'm surprised you haven't fixed that yet. Now, I mean, here's Dusty Likens and Nick Price. Nick Price. Yeah, just nice, innocent, I might sweet. just start jumping oh, in there. that'd be so funny. I'd allow it. It's I'll, a, it's I'll do it on the next break. Yeah. So I didn't really get your take on this uh, with Alex Smith uh, on the other side of this against the Steelers. Um, Nick, you're smarter than I am, which is, I don't know how much saying that I'm is. Not that behind, smart. Eh, yeah. Almost became a lawyer. <laughs> I would have never been able to even sniff that. I wanted, the be, I wanted to be a meteorologist and found out how much science and math I had to take. And I said, no. Too much. Too much. Yep. And that is definitely a job that you would start like in a city where it's like a population of 2,000 and then you move to like a population of 20,000 and then mm-hmm. you're like Gary Lezak. Yeah, I was told that I should be a meteorologist by my college professor. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They just told you that? Well, no, I was like in the newsroom one day and I, uh, I did sports for them and nice. the weather guy didn't show up. So I did the weather and I was wildly wrong on the <laughs> forecast. I, it was like the KU spring game. It's going like, to snow. I was like, so it's uh, it's actually going to rain all day and then it's going to clear up for the spring game. So oh. make sure you get out there. Did you give the eyebrow look too and everything? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then it just like totally was not raining, rained for the entire spring game and then stopped raining again. What's so. crazy is I don't think I'd ever get the motion down because you're looking at a TV right. in front of you and then you're pointing behind you to a green screen which is actually a mirrored image of what you're looking at that sounds completely confusing but it's exactly what being a meteorologist has to do. honestly all you got to do is just kind of wave your hands around and make uh-huh. circular motions i'm doing it right now for the people that can't see this yeah. because this is radio um good let them know but yeah that's yeah. pretty much all you got to do just like pretend like you know what you're doing and then people will be like oh yeah i see that cloud formation he's doing a great job would you be tie or bow tie guy with the weather yeah probably tie good. you know bow tie mm, eh. tough no, twenty-one-year-old uh, me, bow tie for sure. But twenty-six-year-old me standing here b- before you, I've retired the bow ties. So you worried about Pittsburgh at all? Not really. No, I haven't been this whole time. Never, not once. No, not I mean, with their big giants on the outside and that damn good defense. I mean, they've definitely gotten worse since losing a couple guys on that defense. But yeah. I don't know. I've just I've watched them struggle against some bad teams, and I've I mean I know that they were eleven and zero coming into tonight, but right. like. They lost. They almost lost to the Cowboys with a third-string quarterback. That was my first red flag. They've only really blown out one or two teams this year, like that Bengals game. A lot of these games have been pretty tight, though, and I don't know. I like. I think that they're the second-best team in the AFC, and I would be surprised if it's not Chiefs-Steelers in the AFC championship game, but I think that there's a large gap in between the two teams. Like I think it would take an A game, me and Speck were talking about this before he headed out. Uh, we think it would take an. You were A talking game. with the boss. Yeah, yeah, you oh, know, okay. I just got nice my slide time into that. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, get my name on the show. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but we were talking about it. And we're like, it would take an A game from the Steelers and maybe like a a C plus B minus game from the Chiefs for it to be like neck and neck, right? Kind of a coin toss at the end of the game. But I don't know. I'm just not that worried about him. I think that that defense was really good. I think it still is good. But we've seen the Chiefs carve up good defenses before. Do you think Alex Smith thought about the Chiefs at all going into this game? Yeah, I don't know. Probably not any more than he usually does. Right. It's probably cool to think he would, but uh, but I don't think so. Happy for the guy, though. 
Yeah, you good see for his him. other leg tonight? Yeah, it was gushing blood. Oh, my gosh. When I saw that, I didn't know it was his other leg, and I was like, man, this dude is the toughest guy on the planet. He still might be, but not his surgically repaired leg, so that's at least good to see. Yeah, we just need uh, we need James Cameron and Chris Nolan to do a collaboration film on Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Having be like a, a Terminator inception quarterback in the NFL. I would pay to see it. Oh, no doubt. HBO also, Max, sign it up. Also, tonight was the battle of the quarterbacks that were leading for comeback player of the year. So I think we got to give it to Alex Smith now. Oh, Big Ben versus Alex Smith? God, yeah. Big Ben sucks. Yeah. I just He just, I don't know. Anyways, um, I'll tell you why you shouldn't be afraid of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not consistent. You're seeing exact evidence of why there's a difference between these two teams. The Chiefs are just consistently good. And again, this isn't me being a biased Sports talk, radio host, whatever you want to call it. I've lived in Kansas City my entire life. This isn't, the, this isn't biased news. This isn't favoritism towards one team. The Chiefs have literally scored 20 or more points since October 6, 2019. Just go look at the final scores of every game. Today, Pittsburgh didn't score 20. Pittsburgh's not consistent. And when it comes to the NFL... I get it. When you get to the playoff, you get the the overused narrative of it's not how good you are, but how healthy you are. Pittsburgh has three damn good receivers on the outside. Big receivers on the outside. Juju, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Claypool. Their running game, they kind of hinted on today when I was watching out in the bullpen preparing for this show. They've lost their running game. And Pittsburgh's always kind of been a ground and pound Draw it out, even though they've always had a consistency of just receiver depth. It's just, it's disgustingly talented. And yet they're not consistent. The Chiefs are consistent. The Chiefs are going to give you the Chiefs every single time. Like this is now five straight games where Patrick Mahomes is thrown for 300 plus yards. If you think that Patrick Mahomes is going out there to prove to the world that he can do it every single week, it's not. It just comes natural. He just slings it. The last time we saw this team really run the ball was against Buffalo. And then the last time they did that was against Buffalo. And ever since that game, moving forward, they've just said, you know what? We don't care if they're going to put six guys in the box. Like even Chris Collinsworth literally wrote it out for you on the TV screen Sunday night. He said, look, they're going to put a guy here, here, here. They're going to dare you to go out here. They don't care. Mahomes is still going to throw the ball no matter what because that's what makes the Chiefs consistent and that's what makes the Chiefs a dominating force they've been that way this entire year they've been this way I want to say ever since that Colts game well I mean if Mahomes counts you have to have him in the game but I mean that Tennessee game I know they lost that Raiders game they were still consistently like on top of everything passing the ball dominating offense they just had a bad game uh when or I guess they just had like they just got outplayed But the fact that they're super consistent, that they consistently score 20 points or more, teams realize that. Like, you have to put up at least 20 points. And like I said, go look at box scores. Not everybody can do that. And the Chiefs do it at ease because of 15, 87, 10, and the guy that calls all the plays on the sideline and Andy Reid. That's why they do it. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is that, you know, the Chiefs, last night, they only scored 22 points, which is the lowest since Patrick Mahomes took over, I believe, so... 22 points is still... It's three touchdowns. It's three touchdowns, and 
I, I'm just looking through, you know, box scores of every team every week. There's a lot of teams that don't score 22 points in a game, and that's like that's the worst that you're going to get out of this Chiefs or Chiefs offense when it comes to defenses that could shut down the Chiefs for a half or really like cause them fits for two and a half quarters. The Chiefs still find a way to get points on the board because eventually they just kind of snap out of it. Eventually they just kind of click into a different motion and a different gear that other teams don't have and they can score on anybody. That's why I'm not worried about the Steelers necessarily because yeah, Steelers strength is that defense, but since when has a great defense ever been able to really shut down Mahomes' Chiefs? It hasn't. I mean, if most it's been a half. Right. And that's what's you know, and that's what's so crazy about this team is that you look at the AFC, you look at where the Chiefs are at, and I don't think anybody would question, even going in tonight's game, I don't think anybody ever questions that the Chiefs and the Steelers were of the same talent field. I don't think that was ever a question. I don't think that you'd ever have to worry about saying, oh, the Chiefs are you know, a one-loss team and the Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated. To me, the biggest thing that's important is the first-round bye. Because, one, we don't know if they're going to be home playoff games or road playoff games. And, two, we don't know if they're going to bubble, right? So I don't know if they're going to be normal-style playoffs where everything is. Because if you bubble, that first-round bye is super important. If you don't bubble, the first-round bye, pretty important. Not as important as if they bubble, but it's still pretty important because, one— it's one week you don't have to go without worrying about injuries like we have seen this entire NFL season. And two, you get to sit back. You get to look, take a week off. You get another bye week. You get to look and see who you play. Because guess what? That seventh seed in the AFC is going to be pretty dangerous. Yeah, and I don't know. I think it's huge, personally, the one seed. Like, regardless of whether they ended up playing in a bubble situation or if it's true home games, whether there's some fans at the games or not, I think that just playing one less game before you have to go to the Super Bowl – only having to win two games and then you go to the Super Bowl and then you get two weeks, you get that Andy Reid bye week leading into the Super Bowl. That's huge because, I mean, we saw it tonight. Steelers lost to the Washington football team and crazy weird stuff happens all the time. The New York Giants beat the Seattle Seahawks yesterday. I don't think many people thought that was going to happen, but, you know, the old saying, any given Sunday, any team in the NFL can beat another team. And so... If you can cross one of those weeks off where you don't even have to play and you just get to advance and you just get to, like you said, sit back, watch the tape, watch all the other games and prepare for whoever you're going to play, and you get to do that on a full week, maybe two weeks rest, depending on if you get to rest your guys the last week of the season, I mean, that's huge. No, I mean, I love the buys. I think it's great to get a first-round buy. Obviously, the Chiefs are striving to get that. The Chiefs are 11-1. The Steelers are 11-1. The Steelers do hold a tiebreaker or not a tiebreaker, but I guess when it comes to being the best team, they hold a tiebreaker over the Chiefs. Granted, Pittsburgh still has to play Cleveland, Baltimore, and Buffalo. The Chiefs, Indy. Will, or I'm sorry, Indy. Indy, Buffalo, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. That's right. So Last their point. schedule is uh, insanely harder than That's the Chiefs tough. because the Chiefs had the hardest schedule to start the season. They had all their big hitters at the start of the season, and the Raider or in the uh, the Steelers get all theirs at the end. The thing is, the Chiefs will play Miami, Atlanta, New Orleans, and the Chargers. And they get Atlanta and the Chargers at home. They go to New Orleans and they go to Miami. Which aren't easy. No, Miami's good. They're 8-4. and four. Now, granted, Depends the last... Depends on what team shows up. That's right. I think the same thing with the Saints game, too, is those two teams are kind of, you know, 
uh, Jekyll and Hyde kind of things where some weeks they come and they, they just bring it and they light it up and they score 30-something, 40 points. And some weeks they kind of lay an egg on offense. So it depends on which team you run into in those two matchups. But with the Steelers, Dusty, I mean, they got Sunday night football against the Bills. They're playing on Monday night against the Bengals, which not really sure why that's a Monday night game, but that's fine. And then they got the Colts, and then they close the season out at Cleveland. Yeah. So, I mean, Cleveland got embarrassed by them 38-7 earlier this year. Right. They're playing some good football right now. I don't know if you've seen the Baker Mayfield cycle uh, oh, yeah. thing that goes around. So, you know, maybe they're down for a letdown game. But, I mean, the Browns are a good football team right now. And I bet you that that blowout loss to the Steelers still stings them a little bit. And they'd like nothing more than to knock them out of that top spot. And not to mention, if it came down to it, Browns might be hovering right around that seven seed. They might be looking at back-to-back games against the Steelers if they can knock them out of that spot. So, I don't know. But Bills, Colts, and Browns, you know, two of those being wildcard teams, one of them being a division winner, that's not easy to finish out the season. Plus, Raiders still play the Dolphins. That's got some take on the seventh spot of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to move forward. There's a lot of moving parts. There's one thing that's not, uh, I think, getting enough talk about, and that is we talk a lot about Travis Kelsey and what he's doing. We talk about what he accomplished last night. Also, Tyreek Hill is changing the game in more ways than we're seeing, and it's just more than a backflip. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Nice. Had there to you go. that in. I, I mean, it works. I mean, you got to get on there somehow. If I got to do it myself, I got to do it myself. Yeah. That's the way life works. If you want things to change, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. Or just be a complete cheese, Richard, and text in like the 816 did and said, Dusty is so bad and loaded, your co-host is carrying you. And yet I got to put my own name on the show. That's, you know, that's my fault, too. That's just the way the world is, I I take blame for that. Lance says that the Chiefs are like John Cena, and I don't agree. That's a terrible take. John Cena loses matches. The Chiefs don't. It's not good. Come on, Lance. Not everything's John Cena. I hate to break it to you. Pittsburgh still plays Indianapolis, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Buffalo. Yeah. I think it's crazy that there's so much negativity in this Chiefs season. Just enjoy it. The Chiefs clinched a playoff spot. This is the Red Reaction Show. Dusty Likens, Nick Price. Thanks to our friends at Olathe, Ford, and Lincoln. Uh, 610 Sports Radio, just to give you a little bit of, I guess, I don't know, um, a little bit of a heads up of what comes up the rest of the week tomorrow. Therese Paler, who joined Jay Binkley tonight from 7 to 8, joins the drive tomorrow at 3.30. Pete Sweeney, my guy, uh, big friend and friend of uh, the shows that Nick Price and I do. Uh, Pete Sweeney, he joins the guys at Fesco in the morning at 7.15, bright and early. Um, and then Wednesday, Joe Mays, Rich Gannon, all programmed on the shows. Uh, Therese Paler then joins again, busy man, 8.30 on Fesco in the morning. And then on Friday, Brandon Flowers at 6.45 with the guys from Fesco. The voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis at 7.30 on Fesco in the morning. And then Pete Sweeney joins Alex and Cody at 11 on Cody and Gold. You can always hear the Chiefs press conference on Monday with Andy Reid. He was using a lot of analogies towards cooking today, which is quite funny. 
I normally don't always listen to them just because they're so generic most of the time. Um, but today was funny. Today you kind of heard Andy Reid actually relax. I just feel like that guy is always consistently working, always moving forward uh, to the next match. And that's exactly what Nick Price and I'll do here in a little bit because, boy, I think it's official now that Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in football. No doubt. Um, obviously, we talked last week how he's on, a, on pace to have a Hall of Fame career. I think that's been solidified. Travis Kelsey has now had his fifth consecutive year of 1,000 yards receiving. A, that's never been done in the NFL. B, no tight end has ever had 5,000 yards receiving in their career. Um, so I'm done hearing the talks. I got my haircut. Uh, I think it was last week. Looking nice. Thank you. Um, and this guy at the barbershop said that Travis Kelsey's not a tight end. Still on that conversation. So he's not a tight end. I said, well, unfortunately for you, um, that's the stupid take because he is a tight end. That's what his position says. It literally says T-E next to his name. So, well, he just, he just doesn't run block. He doesn't block on the lines. Like, if that's really where you're still hanging on with Travis Kelsey, I'm sorry, we can't, we can't talk about this anymore. And then he follows it up with, if we had a healthy George Kittle, I would take George Kittle over Travis Kelsey. Crazy. I said, well, that's fine. And I go, again, this question in Kansas City, I don't think would give him any support because this town is just in love with Travis Kelsey. But then again, I think, Nick, if I ask that question in New York, I think if I ask that question in Philadelphia, if I think I ask that question in Houston, Las Vegas, L.A., I think every single poll, even in San Francisco, would say they'd want Travis Kelsey over George Kittle because Travis Kelsey is by far, at least in, to me, the last two and a half years has been the best tight end in football, and he could possibly go down as one of the top three tight ends to ever play football. I think he probably will if he stays healthy yeah. you know, and this team sticks together. I think he probably will. But first of all, I want to address the whole not calling him a tight end thing. Wide receivers don't throw guys down like Travis did at the end of the first half last night on that stiff arm. That was crazy. But I also want to say, you know, Travis is a little bit of an underrated blocker out there because yeah. he does so much in the passing game. That's all we really talk about. He's not out there, you know, cracking up and lighting guys up like George Kittle. And Kittle's awesome. Like, Kittle might be up there, too, when his career's all said and done if he can stay healthy. But, I mean, what we're seeing from Travis Kelsey right now is special. And he's putting together... I mean, this season could potentially be, if he keeps pace, the greatest tight end season of all time. Yeah. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, I'm not here for any of the Travis Kelsey slander. This guy's amazing. He very damn well might go down as the best to ever play his position. And he's having an incredible year. So, you know, the I agree with you, though. There's no debate anymore. No. There's no debate right now. Right. Now, Gronk was great, and I still think that Gronk is the best tight end I've ever seen play football. It was short-lived, but the numbers he put up, and again, from the He's seven... He's still playing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. He's and, younger than Kelsey. Right. And again, I think that we see this from the 785. Thanks for uh, texting in. Again, it's it's not my show, it's yours. Um, I think we need a campaign for Kelsey to be MVP. That's fine. I mean, I get it, but there's an award for Kelsey, and uh, and that's Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, Pat tweeted about it last night. Oh, yeah. And that's I mean, true. and I, I think that's the award he gets. I mean, yeah. because if he does have, like you say, a season in which we've never seen a tight end have, which we're seeing, because it's it's to the point now, Nick, where he has six for 99, and we just don't even bat an eye. Because I remember watching the game, and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, what's he at now? Four or five catches? That's like 67, 70 yards. No, it was six for like 88, 80, 87 yards. 
And it's because he gets him in just huge chunks. And it's not because he's a receiving type of tight end. It's because he's lining up sometimes in the slot, sometimes in a motion, but most of the time it's on the right side. And he's giving that little check block because there's no Mitchell Schwartz there. So it's buying Patrick Mahomes a little bit of time. Then he goes out there and he makes those moves. Like that stiff arm that he laid out against Denver was disgusting. Like that's a grown-ass man, Travis Kelsey, doing that. Yes, does Travis Kelsey make me sports horny? Absolutely he does. Why? Because of what he's done on the field and how he has changed as the best tight end in football. I'm telling you right now. He is 6'6", 6'7", and he's 260 pounds. That's not a receiver. It's a tight end. The way that they run this offense is a spread-style offense. Go watch college football. Those tight ends don't sit on the offensive line. That's not his job. The Chiefs don't run the ball. They're not a run-dependent team. We just told you that Patrick Mahomes has thrown five straight 300-plus-yard games. This team isn't consistent. This team isn't the way they are. If Travis Kelsey isn't the way he is, oh, and by the way, Tyreek Hill's been pissed ever since he hasn't been considered a wide receiver one. No doubt. You think Pat's the only guy that goes out there and gets pissed when you underrate his value? Look what Tyreek Hill did the next week. He had 200 yards in one quarter and six, and, and two touchdowns. And then you have all this talk about Travis Kelsey. Is he the best tight end in football? That's now done. Is Tyreek Hill a top three receiver in the NFL? Yes, that conversation should be over. Is Patrick Mahomes the MVP of this team and the MVP of this league? Yes, those conversations are all over. And they've clinched a playoff spot. Why? Because these guys are special and they're consistently good. And that's what this team does. They're just consistent. Yeah. And honestly, you know, I, I can already see that some people out there might think that we're being a little homerish by saying offensive player of the year to Travis Kelsey is a real thing. But I'm looking at the stats right now. He's five yards behind DK Metcalf for most receiving yards. Who's in the supposedly NFL. having just an astonishing year, right? He's got 19 more catches than DK has. He has one less touchdown, and there's only two guys in the NFL that have more receiving touchdowns than Travis Kelsey. Yeah. One of them is number 10, right. Tyreek Hill. The other one's Devontae Adams, who's awesome. Yeah. So you're looking at the number two receiver in football that's playing tight end. It's, it's insane. Just, it's insane. And, mean, and again, the text line picks on it too. Like they say the same thing that was my argument as well, is that the game is changing. The tight end position is so much more versatile than just a run blocker now. Exactly. The 913 gets it. Lance saved himself. Lance said the Chiefs are showing why they're the face of the NFL, kind of like how Cena always shows up for the big matches. Totally understand that analogy. I go. get that. Mahomes is the face of the league. The Chiefs are now the Golden State Warriors, the New England Patriots of the 2000s. The Chiefs are that team. Why? They're consistent. They don't care if they're going to have to be like traditional football. They've changed the way they play the game because of who their head coach is. They have a Hall of Fame tight end. They've got a receiver that's on the same path. It's just disgusting to think about it. And they have a quarterback that just can't be touched. 300-plus yards in five straight games. Chiefs play Miami. I call it the Lee Steinberg Bowl because Lee Steinberg is the agent for Tua, and he's also the agent for Mahomes, so he's sitting back just going, all right, this is fun. But Miami's better than you think, but we also have to look at their last three opponents. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. I love it. I really do love it. It's going to be my thing now. That's fine. Yeah. You have my permission. Did until I need it? In, no, well, kind of, yeah. Did I? Yeah. Why? Because my name's not on the show? Well, one, because that's like my idea. Because I was like, you should be like a Nick Prince. Kind of. We kind of agreed to it. Okay. So, to end that long debate, no, you don't need my permission. We have uh, developed a friendship and gone through so much stuff in this building that I don't think you need to ask me for anything. 
started over at 1660 at what six in the morning to set? Was it seven to eight or six to six? It was to seven? seven to eight because it uh, it preceded oh. the the church show. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So everybody got to hear us just <laughs> spew some idiocracy on the radio. I always wonder listening yeah. to Sunday service. I always wonder what it would be like for someone to get in their car and be like, "Come on, Earl, put on the put on sixteen sixty. They're getting we're gonna be late to church." And then it's just like. Here's this guy using the word like horny and ass, like right before yep. church. <laughs> yeah. Dear Father, please pray for the sports broadcaster on 1660 that we heard before. Um, I think this Chiefs season is starting to get more historic than I think people are starting to realize. I think the reason why we don't sit back and, and think about it, and this is kind of off the off the script here, but I think the reason why we don't realize it is that there are times where we take this team for granted and we take what we watch for granted. Like I think it was Tom Martin that made a tweet. That's right. uh, That made a tweet about this the other night. I think he said something along the lines of Mahomes is what should have counted plays. Highlight reel is better than some people's just actual career highlight reel. No doubt. Like that play to Tyreek in the end zone where he didn't know he caught the ball was just insane. Like, I, I watch that play, and it's just one of those things that after you watch it, you tell yourself, okay, I've seen it all. And then you watch the game next week, and you're just like, okay, I've seen it all. And you just really haven't. And I think the thing that's crazy about this is that Patrick Mahomes has thrown two interceptions. He's thrown 30-plus touchdowns. And it's his third full year in the league. And it's not even over yet. Like, it's week 13, and this team, again, has clinched a playoff spot. This team is a Hail Mary deep from clinching the division in week 13, week 13. And I don't know if people realize how tough the NFL is, like how hard it is to be consistently good and consistently productive in the NFL. And the chiefs do it year in and year out every single week because of the fact that they have these group of guys around each other and they have the guy calling the plays. And guess what? None of them are going anywhere anytime soon. You know what's crazy, too, is like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is amazing, and we say it every single time that we get on the radio because you just can't stop saying it enough. But this team is doing something special this year, too, and I don't think that people yeah. are giving them enough credit for it. If they finish 3-1 and one down the stretch, which they, I don't want to say probably will. But, well, let's talk about that. I know. mean, you got Miami, you have Atlanta, New Orleans, and the Chargers. You get the Chargers at home. Where, depending on what Pittsburgh does, that game could be irrelevant. Now, I could see the Chiefs being like, screw this. We're going to try to be 15-1. and one. Um, Atlanta, you play at Arrowhead, so that's an advantage. You don't have to go play them in the Dome. You have to play out or travel. They seem broken, too. And then New Orleans, you're either going to play against Taysom Hill or Drew Brees coming off of an injury. I don't know. I don't think New Orleans is that scary to... They have a good defense. I think they're really good. They're good, yeah, but they're in the NFC. Are they NFC good or are they NFL overall good? Right. I mean, like, I think that the Saints are definitely the that's the game to circle for yeah. sure. That's the best chance that the Chiefs have at losing a game. I don't want to overlook the Dolphins next week because no. you know they're a much improved team, but they're not on the Chiefs level yet. No. And so you talk about the Saints, who are the top seed right now in the NFC. I mean, let's just say hypothetically, the Chiefs lose to the Saints, win the other three games. They finished fourteen and two, best record in franchise history. Yeah, I mean it's just and and we sit back and we think to ourselves, like you're literally having conversations 
with your friends six feet apart saying to yourself, well, we should probably go 14 and two. That is absurd to say out loud in today's NFL where you just saw Washington beat Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh, it was Washington that had to travel and play at 4 o'clock today, our time. So, and when you look at Miami, and you think about what Miami's, yes, Miami's 8-4. and four. I will give you all the credit in the world, they're 8-4. and four. They have a tremendous defense. Um, their defense is probably one of the top five defenses in the NFL. Washington, Pittsburgh, both great defense. New Orleans, great defense. Uh, Miami's up there. I promise you, Miami's got a great defense. Now, Miami's last three games, going back to the, for the furthest one away, Denver. We saw what Denver is. They're just inconsistent. They're just yeah. not good. Their quarterback's too far behind of where he should be. It breaks my heart to say that about Drew Locke. Nice family, whatever it is. They played then the Jets, and then they played the Bengals. And when they played the Bengals, there was no Joe Burrow. So, yes, they only gave up 23 points in those last three weeks. They've got a rude awakening call. But this is exactly what I'm telling you what the Chiefs are. In the last three weeks, Miami gave up 23 points. The last time the Chiefs haven't scored 20 points was October 6, 2019. So, yes, you can say they have a great defense. Mahomes and company, they're coming to Miami. They're coming to South Beach. They're playing their Sunday. It is Mahomes. It is Tua. Again, I'll give Miami all the credit in the world. But the Chiefs continue to play teams and continue to show teams why they're so much better. I watched Pittsburgh's game today. I watched every single minute of it except for about three-fourths of the third quarter because I was driving to work. But other than that, it's if Pittsburgh's the second-best team, the gap between the first and second-best team in the AFC or in the NFL is not even close. No doubt. No. And, you know, we look at the Dolphins coming up this week on Sunday. They're way ahead of schedule. Like, we got to give them right. credit for that. And maybe Brian Flores is Coach of the Year candidate. I'd, like... I wouldn't be upset if they gave it to him, but or Andy Reid, yeah. But they still got a long ways to go, you know. And so that's a mismatch. Like the Chiefs should win that game. They should beat the Falcons, who have nothing to play for, and they should beat the Chargers, who have nothing to play for. So I'm really looking at that Saints game. But regardless, like I said, Dusty, the best record that this franchise has ever had in a regular season: thirteen and three. They've done it a few times. Yeah. Last time they did it was 2003, the no punt game. Right. Please, thank you for reminding me for that. that of was, course. That was a fun time as a kid. Hey, it's fine, though. We can move on. Because, you know, I don't know if you saw my tweet last night, um, but I don't know if other people are feeling this way. I don't really get anxious during games anymore <laughs> when I'm yeah. watching the Chiefs. Like, yeah. I used to be on pins and needles. Like, even in, you know, games where they'd be up big, I'm like, oh, man, like, we got to close this out. How, how are they going to close this out? Right. I don't feel that way anymore. Even last night when nothing was working, I was just like, well, they'll figure out a way to win. Just That's like they do. They- yeah. Yeah. Just like when Easy they played shot. in Vegas and they were down by a what? They were down by four. Yeah. Mahomes gets the ball with the 138 left, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, man. Not only that, but they got Harrison Butker. We don't be in bad with Butker. Is Binkley's burner account finally done? I think it might be. Good. I mean, Butker was the MVP the other night. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, that goes underestimated is like you also have a kicker that can plan it from 55 out consistently. Maybe not from 15 to 20 out. That's fine. But from anywhere else on the field, he's nails. And that's why it's so crazy. You have a guy in a tight end that has a potential to be an offensive player of the year for a tight end. Insane. Crazy. He's potentially, probably, definitely going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame player. Is he the best tight end in the league? 
Absolutely. Is he a top five tight end in the history of the NFL? It's getting there. It's getting there real close. Tyreek Hill, his absurd, uh, his absurdness of running routes and catching the way he does, I dig it. The backflip, please keep doing it. Oh, yeah. And Binkley told me tonight, he goes, he's going to land it. I'm like, I don't think he cares if he lands it or not because everybody can do the peace sign. Anybody and everybody can do the peace sign. And I think it kind of pissed him off the more he saw people doing it because even his gloves are stitched into a peace sign. So now he's taken one step further of disrespect in your face. And nothing to me is more fun or disrespectful to see because, like I said, I don't think Tyree Kill means to piss people off like personally. It's just, hey, I got you. It's part he, of the game. He did it to Tyron Matthew during a Madden competition. Yeah. And Tyron Matthew ripped the cords out of the wall because he was so disgusted by it. You know what's crazy? It's his nature. You know what's crazy, too? It's like there's some other guys out there that can burn you for a touchdown and chuck up the deuces like yeah. you were saying. Not too many guys that can burn you so bad that they stop and stare at you from the one-yard line and then right. backflip into the end zone. In your soul, they stare at you. I know it didn't you. count, but who cares? It was so disrespectful, and it was so awesome. It counts to me. Nick Price, you always count for me. I like that you add your name into the show now because it's just as much as yours as it is mine. But again, it's not my show. It's yours. It's Red Reaction Show, 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens, it's Nick Price. Remember, you can call in all the time, 913-576-7610. I'll tell you this. Rest in power, Mom. I love you. I know you're looking down. Take care, Kansas City. Thanks for listening. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.